the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon on another absolutely gorgeous day in South Texas. We're live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road, where the big old Texas sky is showing off. It's it's beautiful blue color, and we're under the... Uh... Have you turned us on? Yeah, you're on. Will, will it work better if this is plugged in? No, you should be plugged in. Uh, give you the wrong... Oh, that's probably your headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Don't plug him in. Make him, make him, make him lip. This, this is yours. Oh, make it make him lip read. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there we go. Now we got it fixed up. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight. 8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. And um, lots of things happening at the nursery, get you caught up real quick. The pumpkin patch, lots of uh, parents and their kids are out here uh, right now taking pictures in the pumpkin patch and enjoying that, so we encourage you to do that. Lots of folks out here shopping. Um, There was a little boy, about two and a half, and he was just... Pointing enthusiastic at the train, uh, and yeah. I, I said, he, somebody really wants to ride the train, and his mother said he's rode it three times uh, already. Thank you, Calvin. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> he, he just put him on there. And that's what she said. She, he would ride it all day. She uh, said he just loves it. <laughs> that's that's funny. funny. Yep. Well, lots of folks having a good time out here at the nursery, so come out and join us, and you can bring your gardening questions with you when you come, uh, and we'll be happy to help you with them. So. As, I, as I was leaving, a uh, 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 family was getting a pumpkin, and uh, it was a little boy, I don't, I don't know how old he was, a little boy, and I, and I said, and he, they had a pumpkin bigger than the wagon, I mean, it was, it was, it was hanging over the side uh-huh. of one of the wagons they have to carry it out. And I looked at that pumpkin. I said, "You'll be able to get in that pumpkin once you holler, you know, once you <laughs> holler it out." I mean, it was that big. It was a huge pumpkin. And uh, and his mother looked at me, shook her head. She said, "That's the only one he wanted." <laughs> so maybe he's gonna make a playhouse. Now he's even more excited. Yeah, now he can get in it. And- <laughs> well, I see that. I see some parents over there are trying to talk the kids into the little pumpkins. Yeah, aren't yeah. these cute? These little pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, they're big enough you can hold it. Uh, <laughs> I don't want that big one. Yeah, that, the kids want the big one for some reason. <laughs> well, I know. Right? I mean, they make if you're if they had experience with jack o' lanterns, they make better. Although 
I, I think kids that uh, the little kids do are fascinated by the little ones sometimes yeah, yeah. too. I'm fascinated by the little ones. I love yeah. the little ones. Yeah, they are. They're attractive, easy to deal with for sure. They had, they had, well, but I say they hadn't been on the market very long, and that I'm thinking back 40 years ago. Uh, when they came first came on the market, those little jacker, jack, uh, jack be little, uh, I think was one of them, or or something like that. But uh, they make great decorations. And the neat thing about those little ones, uh, I, I think they're more of a more of a gourd rather than a pumpkin. But uh, uh, they make wonderful. Uh, uh, decorations for the tables and inside the house. Yeah, they're pretty versatile. And, for sure. and last all the way through the uh-huh. first of the year. They don't. They don't send. Team you get a your combination them. Halloween Thanksgiving pumpkin. Absolutely. And you can paint faces on them. You know. You, you can, you and Milton's paint. favorite. There, there's Milton likes the really twisty. Uh, strange-looking pumpkins, but and the ghost pumpkins, and I think they're going to get. Yeah. There's some now, but they're going to get more even of the ghost pumpkins. I kind of oh, like good. those too. They're kind of a white. Yeah. Yeah. Different look. We've had blue pumpkins in the past. Well, they they've got some really neat uh, ceramic. Uh, it's uh, it's art basically artwork up there mm-hmm. of pumpkins. You know. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah really. Uh, if you, next you next play, time you go right towards the, the office, right, but right where you go into the office. Behind, there's that that bunch on the table here, and then right behind the uh, young man there with the striped shirt, there's a, a display on there, uh, ceramic, and they're quite large and showy, but uh, really nice. Uh, where where painting. where's the picture place where you take pictures with the pumpkin? Is it around the corner? Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, Notice they moved it from where it used to be. Yeah, used to they be. had pumpkins out here, and and the kids would get into the pumpkins, and Calvin would get into the kids. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it so made me a nervous so wreck. They moved it around the corner where Calvin, Calvin can't, can't see, see it. it. Yep. I'd hone in on that. I know that little boy is going to be throwing those pumpkins. I'm watching him. I got you. You, buddy. I'm watching you. Charles used to explain to me that that there that there's. Uh, Allowing the freedom and having the open display like that has advantages, even if there is some loss. Uh, <laughs> shrinkage, as we call yeah. it, in the, in the trade. Uh, well, 308-8867, 308-8867. No, you're kidding me. What? That looks like Cycleman. <laughs> what? Yeah, you didn't even bite when I mentioned it a little oh, while ago. Oh, no. I said, Calvin, are you pointing by the Cycleman? Oh, I didn't even catch that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't either. Oh, man. <laughs> now that'll be... Uh, Here we go. Egging me on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just calling your name. I could barely hear earlier because when you came by, I just heard, Calvin, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that the colors are just um, yeah. screaming. So, all right, 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free 866-308-8867. I noticed Roger, one of the key staff members here and kind of in charge of the the display, was there was kind of a, a backup, all the kids in the pumpkins, and then there was a customer with all his plants on his, on his trailer trying to get through, and, and there was this, you know, 
how, how am I going to get it through all those kids? I knew <laughs> Roger was trying to cite out a path for him to get him through. Yeah, they they don't let Roger drive the train anymore. Uh, no, that's where we Milton came up with the terror train. Well, yeah, when he had that that horn, he waits to get right close to you, and then they start yeah. uh, screams at you. Yeah, he was screaming at everything. Now that I, I I got I got Calvin's article in yesterday's paper. I don't believe that bird picture is a San Antonio bird picture. I, have you ever seen that? Uh, the American goldfinches? Yeah, no, no, pretty. no. That, yeah, that's that's when they're in their breeding uh, grounds, which is uh, you know might be Minnesota yeah, or uh, yeah. Missouri or someplace. But uh, we saw one that yellow out in Mitchell Lake one time. Uh huh. Well, and tree. and our lesser goldfinches are that yellow, but they've got a completely different pattern or s- yeah. smaller. Their green, their black is almost the whole length of the body, horizontal, and their yellow is horizontal. And these, yeah, these are the key thing. There is they're showing them upside down. They're, they get real acrobatic and tame. If you see, I feel so sorry for them having to eat upside down. Yeah, except they, they say, well, I'll put up with this because that means the. The cardinals and other birds can't can't share these thistle seed with them. I guess not. So your your article uh, yesterday, yesterday's paper, in my San Antonio, in uh, section C behind the in the back page of the sports section, uh, was uh, talking about it's time to put up the bird feeders again, and uh, I, I've been uh, my my feeder's been hanging out there, but. Uh, like I said, I've been getting a lot of usage out of the bird bass. You know, the rain's been filling it up for me, and so uh, they're they've been coming to the bird bass. But I guess it's time to start feeding them a little bit. Well, I filled I filled mine on uh, Friday, and uh, it's kind of nice because it takes them a while. To, it takes the white winged doves a while and everything the whole, <laughs> so you don't have to you know. An hour after you fill it, and then the other thing is the suet blocks and those uh, seed blocks. They last like four or five days at this point. Yeah. Until the the starlings and uh, all, all of the uh, oh, and the mockingbirds haven't found them yet. So, but yeah, it's a good time uh, if you want to observe the birds, and if you use that combination of seed and suet and Jerry's water, that's still a, a great way to attract. Uh, the birds, and it's, it's probably the the most uh, important for the birds is the water thing because there's at this point there's plenty of seed out there. But uh, let's uh, oh let's get to Carol on the line at 308-8867. Got a question about oak trees. Hi, Carol. Welcome to the show. How are you Hi. doing today? Hi. Good morning or afternoon. I'm sorry. That's uh, all right, Carol. I had <laughs> I had uh, a majority of my live oaks sprayed uh, for fungus and, of course, insects by a reputable company, Arborist. And a question that I had was the brown leaves that fell off the trees on the ground, um, do they have to be removed? Because uh, I was wanting to put mulch down. And uh, this may sound like a silly question, but I I don't know. Um, 
Should I just uh, mulch the leaves, or should I remove the leaves that have fallen off those trees that, that have that fungal uh, disease? Uh, yeah, yeah that, that'll... You can, just, you can just do what you always do, and uh, Jerry and I have gotten to the point where we... Definitely, you don't have to remove them. You can just mow them and leave them where they lay, and they'll decompose. The fungicide won't affect them one way or the other. Now, I'm, I'm okay. wondering, are these, are these live oak trees? They're live oaks. Uh, I had uh, quite a few that were infected with this fungal disease, and were dropping uh, these brown leaves. Mm. Uh, and, uh, now, who's... Who's your uh, arborist? Uh, uh, Bartlett. Okay. And they said it had a fungus disease on it, or? Yeah, it was a fungus and uh, also um, insect um, as okay. well. So okay. I got the well, sprayed. Yeah. I got the sprayed in. And I wondered the leaves that dropped off these trees. No, um, no, don't, don't worry about that. But but Jerry is is raising questions about a lot of leaves have been dropping because of the weather patterns, and has nothing to do. Well, there's a second could be a secondary fungus there, but has the primary reason the leaves are dropping is not from any kind of disease or insect. So just yeah, you know you know you can ask them about that or just if they suggest that again question them closely because uh yeah they're they're not suggesting you spray again are they no sir okay okay you sure you surely didn't hurt anything no. and uh, those leaves that'll that'll fall off will, will be okay you thanks. can just okay. mow them down or or whatever you want to do with them thanks carol can make good mulch Okay. Virginia is on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi, Virginia. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you? Yeah, um, all right. I brought a couple of plants yesterday, and uh, one of them is catmint. And um, I don't even know what it's good for except for being a bee plant. I don't know if it's for cats, why they call it catmint, and if you can make a tea out of it or not. Yeah, uh, catmint is a uh, is an herb, and uh, I think cats like it. Uh-huh. But uh, as opposed to dogs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I, know I think so. Catnip and catmint, but they're not the same plant. No, that's right. But uh, as far as uh, medicinal, uh, as far as using it in cooking or whatever, uh, you'd have to look that up on the internet. Okay. And uh, and see see if they've got recipes or what to put it in. Yeah. It just uh well I looked up and the only bee catalog that actually had listed it just said for bees. Didn't say anything else, not even for cats. Uh and Yeah, that, it it blooms. It blooms uh-huh. and uh, attracts bees and butterflies and whatever. Okay, and then I got another plant called rosemary and the Oh plant, yeah. Okay, no, it's not a regular rosemary. It says rosemary, G-O-R-I-Z-I-A. It's got really big leaves on it for a rosemary. It's pretty. Okay. And it, it says it's for, you know, cooking use and everything. 
I've never seen a plant like that. Never seen a rosemary that healthy looking. <laughs> it it yeah. was just really great looking. What are you buying all these plants that you uh, don't know what to do with and never seen and never heard well, of I'm, and everything else? I'm trying to build it uh, for pollination. I had tomatoes and, you know, I always had good luck with tomatoes and everything, and I didn't have any tomatoes this last year. Nothing. And no, the, 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 the tomato, the toma tomatoes are mainly wind pollinated. Right. Uh -huh. Now in the in the greenhouse, they use bumblebees, uh -huh. uh, so to to basically uh, shadow the pollen. Uh -huh. But uh, you don't need insects to cause to do uh, do pollination on tomatoes. Now the reason you didn't have tomatoes were uh, maybe where you planted them was uh, not appropriate, like in, in the shade, uh -huh. too too much shade. And uh, the, the wrong varieties planted at That's the wrong time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, did, do you remember the varieties that you had? No, I didn't because uh, some animal kept coming in there and breaking them off, and so I, I planted what was left of the you know the stems and everything, and kept yeah. sticking back in the ground, and they'd root and everything. By that time, the little uh, stickers was gone, and so I don't know what kind, but they they were really disappointing. Okay. Well, uh, the, 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 that that didn't have anything to do with pollination. No, no, but they it had to do with varieties and circumstances. Yeah, circum listen, circum listen to the show and plant the recommended varieties because we we were d dividing up tomatoes here already this <laughs> fall. I mean, we were we were worried about uh, Thanksgiving tomatoes. We got uh, first of October tomatoes already. <laughs> yeah, I had really good luck with the tycoon. One right, year. right. But they right. didn't ripen. You know, it was fall and they didn't ripen. I had them grown in a raised bed. And so uh, I took them off and then I, I wrapped them, you know, to ripen them in the house. They were really good, but they did not ripen outside. They ripened in the house, on, you know, off that, the vine. That, that, that's, that has to do with timing. Mm -hmm. uh, you can use the best variety in the world and plant it late and, uh, uh, we 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 spent a lot of time and effort uh, trying to get people to plant in July and uh, use these uh, fast ripening tomatoes this year, mm -hmm. and it seems it seems like it's paid off. Uh, uh, Calvin brought tomatoes yesterday, first of October, uh, ripe tomatoes. So uh, it 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 all has to do with timing and varieties. Mm -hmm. Okay, but, well, thank uh, you very tycoon, much. Tycoon is a big tomato, so it take, takes. Longer. If you if you plant it a little bit later uh, or too late, mm -hmm. it, it will stay green forever. Mm -hmm. Well, they okay. did ripen in the house. <laughs> good, good girl. Okay, thank you thank for calling, Virginia. Bye bye. You take care. All right, Trace is up here on the porch with us, and usually on Sundays we get the uh, kind of what's coming up during the week, and then find out what the plant of the weekend is again, and all that. So I'm going to throw it to Trace. What's well, going on, Trace? I've got good news and I've got bad news. Uh oh. oh. I hate it. What do you man. want first? The good news. All right. There will be blue bonnets all transplants right. in this week. All right. Oh, wow. And they're going to be the ladybird Johnson. Ladybird so blue. Darker blue. Uh, should be in six packs. So hopefully that's uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. 
There's a very limited number. I bought everything they had. Uh, there you go again. That's the, that's just the way. Destroying the market <laughs> <laughs> for other nurseries. So, uh, but there was no strawberries once again. No strawberries. No, so we're gonna we're gonna get in the same things. Although we're gonna get some artichokes in, some four some and a half inch artichokes. Somebody. Yeah, now that'll be that'll be kind of hard. Talk st- people wanting strawberries into artichokes. <laughs> but we can do it. <laughs> no. uh, did you, did you, have you got ordered Brussels sprouts yet, or do they have there, Brussels sprouts? There's some out there. and yes, no, there I didn't find them out there. No. I saw them in four and a half inch. Large no. Uh, you keep I, telling I, me that, and I go looking. I, in this an, old, an older, older man came up. I swear I saw it this morning. But An older man came up. Just so you know, though, and, there are more ordered. Oh, uh, okay. Let's see, Brussels sprouts. Let me put my glasses on. I tried to talk him out of the Brussels sprouts. Oh, no. I was looking for Brussels sprouts this morning, too. I said something like, you're probably looking for rutabagas, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> to go with your Brussels sprouts. Now, I know we have rutabaga eyes, seed. Obviously. His eyes just lit up, and he said, you got rutabagas, uh, too? <laughs> all right, so I got two flats of Brussels sprouts coming in four and a half inch. All right. Uh, that's what I've got coming. Nope, nope, there we go. Um, nope, just the two flats. That's he, exciting. He, 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 he'd, ca- he'd called over here, and, and uh, they told him that, and just like I told him, I thought they had Brussels sprouts up there. But anyway, uh, well, Trace maybe, maybe this is a big year for Brussels There are uh, definitely uh, bright lights Swiss chard. Uh, oh, did and you not nice buy looking. them all? And no, I bought enough for me and for uh, Steve Brown. And, uh, and then there's that Italian chard out there that they would like. Yeah. Not as pretty, but a longer-term plant, I guess. Yeah, I was looking for the... Uh, in, in the there's favorite colors in the bright lights. Yeah, the, one of the features for our radio listeners that have bright lights chart is that the stems are all different colors. There's mm-hmm. red, orange, yellow, green, and then I thought there was kind of a blue. Mm-hmm. But but you can tell that people go through the the favorite colors do no, the disappear fast. Don't tell me and, they're buying yep. chard by colors. Now. <laughs> yeah. The yellow yellow is hey. is pretty attractive too. All right. Well, people are the the really connoisseurs of of, uh, of greens likes to mix those colors into yeah. their green. Well, you know, Jerry, you'll appreciate this. Uh, there are a lot of people that do buy bright lights was charged just for decoration yeah in yeah. containers and things yeah because it's it's a nice it's an attractive plant for sure and that's that's the best way to use it <laughs> uh, as decorations too what else trace well let's see we're running the train already so yeah, the yeah, train, yeah. The the oh you forgot to say that there's collards out there too there is collards out yeah there. they are collards i did see the collards yeah um, Chinese train, cabbage. Running, Chinese cabbage, definitely. Uh, we've got the train running from 11 to 3 on Saturday and Sunday, uh, weather permitting. you going to let Roger customer, behind the wheel again? Customer permitting. We'll see. I think Austin's going to get a chance to do it next week. Okay. Fresh blood. Okay. Well, Roger should probably do it on the Halloween extravaganza. Ro- Roger he, did it yesterday. Oh, did he? We uh, missed that. But about a he quarter to three. He, he gets yeah. into it. <laughs> I thought he was on probation. He's so... Mm-hmm. Or, ornery yeah, on the train. He's, 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 he's doing all the other the the final touches of the decorating. So okay. His uh his Halloween sense 
has to be somewhere else. I mean, it's like drive. a it's like a stage production when Roger hits that train. <laughs> well, and, and you know, <laughs> he also has a stopwatch. You know, he's trying to set records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's not. The guy so that's driving it now is very calm, yeah. collected, uh-huh. and he doesn't yeah. even he doesn't run anybody over. Yeah, I said there was a <laughs> older woman over there, and he let her get out of the way. Roger would have stepped on the gas. <laughs> nice. Poor Roger. All right, so the train is running. We've got the maze, the pumpkin patch for pictures. We do, and we said lots of people out yesterday taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, uh, like, Indian corn came in and some of the little baby pumpkins that are really cool. Uh, that look like little pumpkins. Corn stalks. It's amazing this year. Oh, Everybody man. wants corn stalks for decoration, so we got a bundles of corn stalks. And you're selling some of these bales, too, aren't you? Oh, yeah, decorative bales. Um uh, <laughs> It uh, last year it was straw. This year I think he called it. Uh, I can't remember the name. Uh, but it's a sorghum. A sorghum. Of some Stalk. sort. Yeah. Stalks. Stella. Milo. Well, by, by our, Milo bits is yeah. what he called it. Milo bits. Yep. But it's a sorghum, like a well, hay bale of sorghum okay. stalks. And then by our, by Jerry and mine old time definition, it's either straw or hay. <laughs> and straw stems, hay is edible, leafy material. Yeah. But I mean, for <coughs> for decoration and for hay rides, it's great. It works either one works yeah, well. This and, is going to uh, and bow, bow and arrow hunters too. Oh yeah. For yeah. practicing, this doesn't destroy the heads as as uh, much as. The denser bales of Bermudas. Oh, okay, right. right. It's kind of fu- it's kind of fun when you go to a Halloween event or a Thanksgiving event, and all, all it takes is about three or four bales there to really give it kind of an atmosphere. So, and they're here if you need them. Well, and that's then, great about the blue bonnets. Yeah. Um, like I said, they're going to be. I, I, I said they're going to be rare and hard to find this year, but. Um, uh, the guy, the, the the grower that's growing these um, plants, I, when I when I was gathering up and and we were counting our seed and evaluating our seed, I found I had given him big bags of seed last year, and that they didn't go all the way through. So that's where that seed's coming from, uh, out of his seed mix. But uh, this is the ideal time to go ahead and put them in the ground, and and that uh, that uh, two-inch container is a very economical way to get them started. And this Ladybird uh, Ladybird Johnson uh, Royal Blue is is the best one to like. Calvin Calvin came up with the idea of planting them and then letting them go to seed. Yeah, because they produce about four times more seed than the regular blues. And uh, let them go to seed, and and they'll fall, and they'll be up, they'll spread and be up next year. And so, then the plant of the weekend, plant of the weekend, 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 weekend. Rangoon creeper. Uh, Rangoon. So I was uh, Mr. I Moore. You said Rangoon. I was uh, slightly ridiculed last week for having a normal plant oh. picked, so I had to go back to normal. Some of the who ridiculed you. I don't remember now. Uh, <laughs> we were. We, well, we I got, thought we were uh, giving him uh, credit that it, we it was finally something we recognized. 
Well, it was something you recognized. Butter, you, but, butterfly vine. Yep, the butterfly vine. It, it was a good one. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I, I went back to the... It also Morris deserves Bowl. more attention than it had been getting, so that was a good... And Jerry showed me an article that he had uh, where people were painting them, painting the seed pods. Yeah. They looked pretty nice. So, uh, I had never seen the seed pods. They really do look like butterflies. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, really? if, if you want to see those and see the write-ups on that... On the uh, front page of uh, Plant Answers, on the, the top, the first listing under Topics of the Month in red, is a complete write-up, uh, butterfly vine and seed pod story. And uh, the interesting thing about that uh, that seed pod story was that uh, one of our uh, one of our uh, dedicated listeners. Came up with that and had her daughter uh, email me a copy of that original article, which I think appeared in 2000. And uh, that's Gerda, uh, our, our girl Gerda that does the uh, topiaries and, and shirts. Uh, she's she gets credit for uh, sending me that deal and 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 uh, getting us started on that and uh, great beautiful pictures. And it is at the end of that article, that, that butterfly vine and seed pod story. You know, I get uh, stats on uh, on the webpage of what people are looking for, and I just looked at last week's stats, and 142 people looked at that uh, butterfly vine information. Well, you just wait till next week for Rangoon Creeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hang on, Trace. We're, I don't we got to take got a, anything written on Rangoon. We got to take a quick break, and then you can come back and tell us. About oh, Rangoon that poor. Look at him. Right. 8867 is our number. 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up right after this. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. On 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And now's the time to head on over to Millburgers for two great reasons. With fall in the air, one reason is... It's time for planting. And Millburgers has some terrific savings on all your favorite perennials. In the one-gallon container, you'll save over 40%. They're $3.88. And these include all your favorites like Lantana, Plumbago, Salvia, Skullcap, Mexican Petunia, and more. Again, in the one-gallon container, just $3.88. And right now is the time to save 40% on the best selection of foundation and landscape plants like Dwarf Yopon Hollier, Dwarf Burford Hollier, Waxleaf Ligustrumer, Red Tip Fatinia at Millburgers in the three gallon container, now just eleven eighty eight. You'll save on Millburgers Winterizer Lawn Fertilizer and much, much more. And Millburgers has all their fall things going on with the maze, the terror train, all the pumpkin patch for pictures, and much, much more. Go to MillburgerNursery.com for details. Do you owe the IRS or being audited by the IRS? Don't stress alone. Call Taxation Solutions at 210-263-3392. 210-263-3392. And listen to the Taxation Solutions Show for the answers to solving your tax problems. Sundays at 3 here on 930 AM, The Answer. Explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, 
Cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and I want to encourage you to see my dentist, Stan Shelton, and his incredible team. They can provide you with a dental experience that is not only educational, but allows you to be involved in planning your care. Let them show you the wonders of modern dentistry. Their office is on Broadway, just one exit east of the airport. Give them a call at 590-7878, and their website is drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com, and you can connect at facebook.com slash Shelton Dental. My dentist, Stan Hi, I'm Warren Remy with Spider-Man Pest Control. I was born in San Antonio. I have seen little two-lane streets turn into main traffic roads, and I remember the beautiful drive-in theaters. Knowing our city helps us know its pest problem. At Spider-Man Pest Control, we know you want results, and you want it at a fair price. For almost 40 years, we have been a solutions provider for people all over Texas. Call 656-3721 or go to us on the web at GoSpiderManPest.com. Dennis Prager here with an important message. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com, W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R, LawFirm.com. The podcast page at 930amtheanswer.com has the local program you might have missed the first time, like the Weston Martinez Show and Military City USA. Local podcast on demand at 930amtheanswer.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Give us a call. Be a part of the show. That's a good question so far, and you uh, will welcome your calls, too, at 308-8867. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. Trace is up here with us. And all right, so now we can focus on this week's plant of the weekend. And, 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 and. So uh, it's Rangoon Creeper. Creeper, uh, Creeper, Creeper, Creeper. Rangoon. It's, uh, it's a very unique flower. It comes in a little cluster with really long stems for the blooms. I don't know what the term is. Yeah, I don't but know. But a crimson red. And uh, it grows similar to wisteria. Uh, it's, a, it's a woody at the bottom and the leaves are quite large uh, with, these, uh, with these blooms all over it. It does bloom far more frequently than a lot of vines. And uh, it has been evergreen here before, depending on the winter. Uh, hard winter, it would probably lose its leaves, but the last one or two, I think they kept some of them. And uh, it's just a beautiful vine to uh, to start with. It's not as vigorous as wisteria, is it? I've seen some. I don't know. I've seen it's some pretty vigorous. Pretty oh, the difference is that it's much much more cold sensitive. So, just like our uh, coral vine, it doesn't take over the world because it. Uh, freeze it back a little yeah. bit. Yeah, Patrice is right. The last two years, they've uh, they haven't frozen back in a lot of sites, which means that they 
they boom and boom and boom. But uh, they really, really make an impact, uh, like uh, in, uh, over an arbor and uh, by a swimming pool or any place you want to look to look real tropical. Yeah, definitely a tropical look. And, so you've got now. You talked about having them this size. What size is this? This is a five-gallon size. It's a five-gallon. How much is that? Or? Uh, that is $29.99. Okay. And you still have you still have the huge one? There's one big one. Okay. And do you want to talk about how much that one is? Mm, it's, I can't remember. It's big. Okay. All righty. So, um, but, they, but they deliver it with a semi-truck, don't they? Is I think it's 159 but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite large. All right. And you can do two things. You can come on out here and get them. The plant of the weekend, or you can call the nursery at 497-3760, 497-3760, and uh, tell them, hey, I want one of them Rangoon creepers that you were talking about, <laughs> and uh, they'll put it aside for you and let you pick it up during the week. And there is a limited number, so uh, call call now. Call now. Operators are standing by. <laughs> Do you have, have have y'all gotten bubs in this year yet? Or We've got come? a handful. Okay. Uh, ranunculus, anemones, okay. uh, iris, uh, <laughs> so a few tulips, some hyacinths. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing something. Yeah, we were and uh, Neil Sperry Paper in his newsletter. Paper whites, yeah. He was talking about the bulbs. Uh, so, all right. I was just wondering. Thanks, Trace. Thank you. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Somebody sent me a, uh, Cliff Bingham sent me a, uh, Calvin and I, a picture of a new bee guard on a hummingbird feeder. Did you see it yesterday, no. Greg? Got a, a praying mantis uh, oh. killing, uh, killing a bee. <laughs> uh, standing on a hummingbird feeder, nope. so he, I guess he got tired of that that bee thing coming in there. How much do you have to pay the praying mantis each day? I think it's free. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Right? Well, the, and the praying mantis is uh, he's he's not too fussy. He'll remember <laughs> year, a few years back we were talking about the a couple of well, great big praying mantis that actually had hummingbirds. Yeah, had hummingbirds had a had a feeder. And they're 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 pretty fearless. They'll uh, defend their little, you know. They get a good spot on the feeder, and they're you don't just have to give them a dirty look, and they'll leave. You'll, and they'll uh, stand up to do battle with you and uh, defend their little hunting ground. But uh, they're really interesting um, if they're not tackling your hummingbirds. Yeah. But usually they're they're just after. Uh, Oh, flies and whatever they can catch there. 308-8867, 308-8867. I caught you reading. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Uh-oh. We're talking about the, the blue, blue bonnet plants will be here. No, no, I'm, um, I know who the next caller is. Uh-oh. That's why I was at Owen. Blue bonnet transplants will be here next uh, next week. And uh, when you see a blue bonnet transplant, you're looking at, first of all, a product that was developed here in San Antonio. And uh, secondly, uh, you're looking at, a, at a, a plant that's been being grown for uh, uh, about two months. It takes from seed to sale is, is about two months. So uh, they they had to germinate those in in the hotter weather. Is it is it true? It's one of your 
freakish GMO creations? No, it's no GMO. <laughs> <laughs> it's a selection. I don't, I don't know. What, maybe we need to come up with a with an initials for making uh, genetic uh, selections. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like we do with the tomatoes and things like that. We plant them all, plant all the hybrids out, and and make and select the best one. Well, which one's going to be the the rodeo tomato for the following year? But uh, uh, it's not a GMO. We didn't we didn't do any breeding on that thing. Also, uh, also the uh, uh, trace left. I guess I was going to get him to tell us the kind of rye they have. Uh, our our data indicates that people are are. Uh, Plant answers. Speak David. of the devil. Uh oh. Cliff Bingham. <laughs> Let me get his picture out. Oh, right, well, real quick, we got to go to Lisa okay. on the line at three. Oh hell no! Three oh eight, eighty eight sixty seven. Welcome. I, I welcome you, Lisa. How are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever give him a heads up by saying that. Oh, because he's, he's definitely going to run for the hills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on, Lisa? Well, Trace forgot to mention that that Langon creeper is invasive and it's disease resistant. I've got a huge one in my backyard that I'm cutting back right now because it has just gotten out of control. It has jumped the beds into other places that it's growing into. And the deer don't eat it? I don't have Did deer. Oh, I thought you said it was deer. Calvin can bring you some. It's disease, disease resistant. Oh, disease resistant, huh? Right. You said yeah. disease resistant? Right. Okay. I mean, it's drought tolerant, full sun, and invasive. So if you get one, you got to kind of keep it under. It, maintain it. <laughs> okay. Lisa, what else is going on? We haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, well, you know, keeping busy, but... Um, I want to know how to how to get rid of this orange trumpet line that I have that is sprouting up in my grass, in my beds, everywhere. Orange trumpet vine. Yeah. Where 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 is the? Oh, you mean Madam Galen? Are you talking about Madam Galen trumpet vine, trumpet creeper? Yes. Is where's the where is the original stump? It's growing up against my fence. Okay. You want to kill it all? Kill it all? I haven't killed the main plant. I just want to get rid of all the suckers that are growing mm. in the grass. Well, you quit it. That's one of the disadvantage. One of the disadvantages of it is that it uh, comes up everywhere. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to kill the main plant. No. And how 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 big are the suckers? Are they? Big as your finger when they come up, little finger? No, they're bigger than that. Oh, they're bigger than that. Yep. I mean, I cut them oh, back when well. they sprout out and everything, but you're not getting to the root of it all since they're since they're in the yard as well as in the beds, and they're sprouting everywhere. I mow them down, I cut them at the base, and they just re re sprout. Well, if you. Uh, and I think Jerry's thinking about this. Have you tr tried at one of the far reaches, one the farthest away from the uh, main plant, have you tried using that 
cut vine and stump killer? No. Yeah, well, all you do there is you put a little dab of it on the on the cut, and it translocates into the roots. The question is, which it'd be desirable if it just translate uh, translocated into, uh, say, three feet or two foot of roots. If it went the the whole 30, 40 feet to the the source, that that wouldn't be so desirable. But you might. I think it, I think it, with that kind of a vine that you might be worth an experiment. Yeah, experiment. And uh, it's easy. It's easy to use, and you don't use much. Relatively inexpensive. And it works. It works for hackberries and works for. Uh, Oh, what's my f- uh, favorite vine that I've got? Uh, cat's claw. Yeah. Cat's cat's claw is a pain because they send up little tiny stems, but your trumpet creeper's got a bigger stem. So. Yeah. Well, they. I mean, they all start small, but the longer they <laughs> grow, they all. You know, they get thick and woody and everything else. And I mean, you just can't. Oh yeah. I you can't. I had one on my peach orchard that went. Followed the fence line, and I'm not kidding. It was a quarter mile long. It went all the way from the front of the property to the back of the back of the property, and I mean, it had a oh yeah, it had like an eight or nine inch stem at some places. So yeah, I mean, this thing is worse than half. They're serious, right? And you know, when I spoke to your competitor Bob, he told me the only way to get rid of it is for me to move. (laughs) <laughs> well, I would take a chance on uh, on that uh, cut, vine, vine. cut vine and stump killer, and treat oh. treat the sprouts. Okay. And stay uh, stay twenty feet away from the main yeah. trunk. And you see what I don't. I don't think it'll translocate. I, I'm, I don't either. I think it's that's a potent enough plant and sturdy enough plant that it'll just just get that sprout area. Okay, great. But, but, if, but, if, I mean, it's, but if it it's kills the main plant, that's your that solves your main problem too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when they sell it to you, they don't tell you to just grow it in a pot. So if you put it in the ground, you're asking for all kinds of trouble. Well, you grow it in a pot, and it grows right outside the pot. It finds well, a way through that drain hole. I mean, they're 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 serious. Yeah, they are. Hmm. And I mean, it, but it'd be easier to maintain it that way than it putting it in the ground and not having control. Yeah, of you're it. right, because you can cut that until it breaks the pot up into. Yeah. Fifty pieces. <laughs> yeah. We need a, let us if you do that. <laughs> like that movie. If you, if you do that experiment, Lisa, let us know how it yeah. goes. Yeah. Oh, well, sure. she will. Oh, if it's yeah. the main plant, she will let us know. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> let us know how Jerry's idea worked. We just want we we just want to make the cut and put one drop on the on the cut surface. Okay. One drop. I can do that. I'll do Don't that. Spill it on the ground or anything else. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't want to All waste right. it. I won't warn them next time, Lisa. No, it's not so much wasting it is as that you don't want to kill more than your target. Yeah, kill more than your target. Uh, okay. Droppers, yeah. here we come. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye, Lisa. Bye. Good to hear from you. 
All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 308-8867, 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming right up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And now's the time to head on over to Millburgers for two great reasons with fall in the air. One reason is... It's time for planting. And Millburgers has some terrific savings on all your favorite perennials. In the one-gallon container, you'll save over 40%. They're $3.88. And these include all your favorites like Lantana, Plumbago, Salvia, Skullcap, Mexican Petunia, and more. Again, in the one-gallon container, just $3.88. And right now is the time to save 40% on the best selection of foundation and landscape plants like Dwarf Yopon Hollier, Dwarf Burford Hollier, Waxleaf Ligustrumer, Red Tip Fatinia at Millburgers in the three-gallon container, now just $11.88. You'll save on Millburgers Winterizer Lawn Fertilizer and much, much more. And Millburgers has all their fall things going on with the maze, the terror train, all the pumpkin patch for pictures, and much, much more. Go to MillburgerNursery.com for details. Hi, this is Rhonda Bone of Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations to serve you. Most of us have some unwanted fat we want to get rid of. Try Sigform HCG, a homeopathic fat release system. It displays no known adverse side effects, targets the abnormal fat deposits that we don't want for well-needed energy. Increase blood flow for fat burning with a healthy lifestyle plan and no dips in your sugar level. Come in and get your information on Sigform HCG at Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations. 624 Southwest Military Drive at Shopper City Mall. Call 210-924-6922 and 8059 Callahan at the Grandview Shopping Center at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. 210-344-1482. Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations. There is a new way to sell your house in San Antonio and the Hill Country that saves you thousands of dollars. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and Help You Sell has it figured out. Help You Sell Real Estate has done away with charging 6% commission because it's not fair. The difference in commissions between a $200,000 and a $500,000 home is $18,000. But did the more expensive home get $18,000 more in service? Probably not. That's why Help You Sell is quickly becoming the fastest way to sell your home and save you thousands of dollars with their low-set fee program. With Help You Sell, you work with a full-service 20-year licensed real estate broker in Sergio Martinez. And Help You Sell starts by giving you a free home evaluation and market analysis. So if you're looking to sell or build, start your search at hushillcountry.com or call Sergio with Help You Sell San Antonio Hill Country at 210-693-0305. Hello, my name is Janice Brooks, Chief Operations Officer at Pax Financial Group. Our team has talked to thousands of people, and the most common concerns are, can I retire, and if so, when? Of course, we can help answer those questions, but I want to share three major mistakes we see all the time as people prepare for retirement. One, not preparing a budget. Two, 
retirement savings going the wrong direction, and three, taking Social Security too early. If you're getting close to retirement and want to talk through some of this stuff, just know that our first consultation is completely free. Please give us a call at 210-881-5700 or visit our website, paxfinancialgroup.com, and we will coordinate a meeting with one of our advisors at no charge. Let us help you prepare for what could be the best years of your life. PaxFinancialGroup.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Pax Financial Group LLC, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Well, at 9.30 a.m., the answer where we go right back to the phone lines because Ray has been so patient when he's called us at 308-8867. Hi, Ray. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. How are you all? Good, good. What's going on? I enjoy this weather. It's beautiful out here. Yeah, it is nice, isn't it? Well, listen, I just wanted to uh, follow up a little bit on uh, the previous caller who was talking about the uh, trumpet vine or trumpet creeper. Um, right. I, I am having some serious problems with it as well. The problem is, though, this stuff is not planted on my fence line. Um, two houses on the side of me, you know, both front and back, are rent houses, and so nobody cares. And that stuff has just literally taken over brand new um, cedar fence. I won't say brand new. I'll say it was in good shape. Um, it was built by a friend of mine. And um, that stuff is highly destructive, um, especially to wood. It will actually attach itself. Uh, it'll go between the cracks of the board, and it'll spread the boards out and make them come mm-hmm. off. Um, and so i tell you what I'm, I'm – and I encourage everybody else – my investment all my money and I did a good job of it at a long time yeah you're breaking up on us uh, Ray so okay, hang on, I'm on. Hey. hello you hear me yeah yeah we can now let's see if it's any better you're breaking up on us a minute ago okay um, you know I would encourage anybody hello Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I would encourage anybody out there that's having um, similar problems to contact their uh, city council representative. I'm right now collecting data on this plant, and uh, there's quite a bit of information out on YouTube. You can do web searches and, and find that there are a lot of people out there having issues uh, with that plant because it's destroying their backyards or their front yards, wherever that stuff is coming in from. Um, and so anyway, now that's what I call You're not talking about sprouts, are you? You're, you're talking about the actually uh, what, what it's doing to your fence. Is that right? Well, it, it takes up an entire fence in the neighbor's backyard, the rent house. And it's, so it's starting to climb on my fence now. Um, and it's starting to come from underground. Uh, it'll do that as well. It'll get shoots and roots that come from underground. Um, and so, you know, I, all I can do right now at this point is when it gets into my yard is go out there with some stump and vine killer and put a few sprays on that. that. That's just temporary. I mean, this stuff is still accumulating on the backs of the fences 
you know, if you were standing on my backyard, they're in the backs of, of the of my fence, and so there's really nothing I can do about it. And you know, I just I, I think when it comes to a homeowner um, who exercises, uh, um, you know, good neighborhood or community um, environment and, and builds a good fence that you know a vine like that shouldn't come along and destroy all that and and that's yeah have you did you talk to the owners of the property no i don't know they're, who the owners are uh they're rental it, houses well i know but that's i mean yeah yeah they, 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 it's, they've it's got changed to, the changed. owners of the property have some responsibility to control that vine so a lot of times if you can find the owners and bring it to their attention uh They'll deal with it. No, not always, but uh, oh, sometimes you're right. Yeah, uh, that that house has changed landlords. Uh, I could probably count on both hands. Um, and, yeah. and I have talked to them about issues like that, and they're just they're not interested in hearing about it. They they don't want to put any of their money into anything. Um, so you know, I don't think that's the correct route. What, what I think the correct route is likely to be is to uh, make some changes to our current city codes. Um, you know, we're talking about fences. Like, for instance, I, I'm reading through the code right now, and it's, I mean, not right now, but I've, I've got the entire thing downloaded. And as I'm looking at that, it it uh, tells you that the boards on fences of that are facing the front of your yard should all be intact and be looking good and all that. I, I don't see that being enforced um, by city compliance and so uh, code compliance. So I, that's one of the issues I've gotten. And then just the issue of, you know, this fine itself is just destroying basically um, all uh, my investment. Okay. Now let me get this right. The vine is coming through your fence, right? Under under uh, your property. It's coming through the fence. It's coming underground. It's coming over the top. Okay. Yes. Okay. And you said you've used the uh, cut vine and stump killer. Have right. Yet. I've only oh, you have not. To, I, I've only been able to use it on the strings of the vine that enter my yard. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. But you're, I, so, I, th I think so if what, it, what happens when you use it? When I use it, what happens is is it'll it'll you know, what I'll do is I'll pinch it like my fingernail in several different places to make cuts and then spray that. Well, it'll, that part of the vine will die. But, you know, back at the root, it's not, it's not going to, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, it, it stays alive and it comes back. It continues to come back. Yeah. Um, and so, you but know, your, like your, original, your original contention, if, if there is, in fact, a code that describes what's happening, then, then it is worthwhile to, contact your city council person and and they can remind code compliance that they need to enforce it right hey, Ray, now, I've, I already, gotta, oh, I've already I, talked with city compliance and they're, they're they're saying no it's it's not not a responsibility of the landlord or, or the yeah, owner. But the, the, your city council person will pursue it hey Ray, we yeah. gotta we gotta run to get caught up with the news man sorry We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And 
and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer: 308-8867. That's our number: 308-8867. On a beautiful South Texas day, there are lots of folks out here at Millburgers taking pictures, and uh, we have a dog that's enjoying watching. They got their doggies out here. Yeah, he's uh, he's trying to get it. He's trying to get take a water. drink, but yeah. he's more interested in the cats and chickens and yeah. We got the pumpkin patch. Everybody's out here taking pictures. You'll hear the train go by in a little while because there are lots of kiddos out here. So uh, why don't you come join us at uh, 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and uh, we'll be uh, uh, happy to wave at you as you uh, go by on the train. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. What else we, got there? Do we want to finish up the fence story? <sighs> I'm 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 voting for this guy to get to get his stump vine and and uh, cut vine and stump killer and mix up a solution of it. Uh, he won't be able to use any of that sprayer for anything but but herbicide unless he really thoroughly cleans it with ammonia. Uh, but uh, spray any any part of that vine that touches touches that fence. And my inclination is to and spot spot spray his uh, the ones that come up in his yard. I think contact contact make another effort to contact the landowners and let them know that that that'll be his option if if they don't take care of keep getting that vine under control. Then I also think it's viable for if 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 in fact the code is the way he read it to us then the code compliance should be acting and yeah. and his city council person should uh, uh, get together with code compliance or arrange a meeting and they can explain why they're not enforcing yeah I, th- I think it I think the dangerous when you get kind of hearsay and mm-hmm. and you draw conclusions that somebody's not going to do something when they they haven't really been given the Explanation or given an option to, yeah. to do something. So and there's he, a lot of a lot of opportunities. And he may uh, talk to talk to the home whoever owns the house. They may not even be aware of that's, this situation. That's what I think is the key there. And if he offers, he said, "Okay, this this is getting to be a problem. I will take care of that vine. I will kill that vine for you and remove that vine for you, well, you on your not, property." Yeah, he may not want to if it's a big thick one that's interwoven in the fence yeah yeah, be, yeah but he can cut it and and use that uh, just uh, stump he, vine. yeah he can kill it easy enough cut but, vine. well not even killing it is not easy but it's certainly yeah easier than trying to to get it off of a fence right because a lot of times when it's at that stage you got to take the fence down to get a get after it yeah. or a trellis Wisteria on a trellis is the same thing. Now, one thing we were talking about during the break, that cut vine and stump killer will go through, will will be absorbed through the bark. It, it's, it's like remedy. And so, you know, we tell people to, to cut it off, to cut it and then treat the cut spot, uh, mainly to con- keep the, um, keep, keep the application rate at a very low, low level, because you don't want to kill any adjoining, adjoining uh, trees or shrub. Uh, but since you're dealing with a vine that's intertwined, 
you don't need to make the cut. All you need to do is spray it because it'll, it'll be absorbed through the wood and also uh, through the foliage. So what Jerry's saying is when the when the branches come through, I mean little stems right. come through on, on his property side, he he's probably has the right to spray that, absolutely, and it will penetrate and it'll at least kill, it'll kill anything coming towards his property, um, and, and and you don't you know, you don't dare wait until it gets big. Oh no, you don't want it to get big where terror is messing up your fence. Yeah. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What you got there? Um. Uh, I was looking again whether we were talking about fertilizing the lawn. Somebody somebody called me the other day uh, uh, and said that uh, they had just put down the fertilizer before that rain. And uh, did did uh, it, it rained sort of hard, and they was they were wondering if they had to fertilize again. And I said, absolutely not. You know, I mean, basically, uh, it got watered in. Yeah. You know, we always tell people after they're fertilized to to water things in. And once a fertilizer, you know, we talk about fertilizer leaching, and uh, nitrogen does somewhat leach out of the soil, but it's it's a slow process. It's not it's not uh, running straight through there like a sieve. So. Uh, uh, yeah, you've got a whole bunch of uh, barriers there, including that granular and uh, and our heavier soils. So yeah. And more chance to leach in uh, Wilson County than right. other, other oh, places. Oh, yeah, it depends on the soil type and everything. Yeah. I had a, another interesting question, too. You know, we recommend the 3 1 2 ratio, and the obvious example is 18 6 12, 18% nitrogen, 6 percent of phosphorus source and 12 percent potassium source and uh, a gardener at that event at the home and garden show last night yesterday asked what about he 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 uh, his favorite nursery sold him a 29 percent nitrogen source and it had a little bit of uh, potassium but no phosphorus and i said uh, i said that was fine and he he had another interesting question. He said that was almost twice as much as the 18612. And I said uh, that's because you're just a fertilizer. All you're paying for really is the nitrogen. Right, right. That's the, the yeah element. So you know, so a good and, and Jerry and I have mentioned a few times too. Even even a slow release lawn fertilizer will work uh, okay for a winterizer, but. Uh, it's better for a winterizer and then use a slow-release lawn fertilizer for your vegetables and your flowers and then right. uh, your next next summer uh, in May when you fertilize again. Right. John is on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? We're doing good. Thank you. What's going on? Well, I wanted to talk about the possibilities of maybe being able to grow azaleas. Where the kind show, where we uh, 
we're, we're, we, may not, we may not be problem solvers. Uh, but but actually, you can, can't you kind of? Well, the uh, rest. No? Well, the restman's gruesome as there yeah, is. Yeah, we got a few people that kill oh, themselves. And, and in containers, there's there's some people that kind of, well, they'll, they'll, they'll put a uh, lot of sphagnum peat moss and potting mix in a container and then sink the container in the ground so you have a acidic uh, environment and that that lasts quite a while and you know the past I was thinking was about doing that I, I, that was my plan was to remove the bushes that I have uh, remove some of the soil and and put in a container underground maybe I didn't know if it would last it lasts longer than it would if it was not in a container but it it yeah. gradually Where's down bad? You could use plastic. I've I've sunk a, a plastic container and like a, a old molasses tub or something like that that's made out of hard plastic. Uh, sink them in the ground, uh, make holes in them and things like that. And I've grown the azaleas that I've grown in my landscape have been grown grown in a sunken tub like that. How many years? Did they let just last indefinitely? Yeah. yeah. Okay. When you sink plastic in yeah. it, you know, the sun And then, won't you, then you could do your, you know, you could uh, every three or four years or five years, you could add some sphagnum peat moss. Oh, yeah. All the same things that you do in a regular acid garden. What about so that, uh, the flowering? Do they do they still flower as nice? Well, I don't know if not I, as much because the not, temperatures are yeah. so hot. Probably not as much as Crockett, Texas. Or, yeah, exactly. Or uh, <laughs> South Carolina, but uh, yeah, they they do they I do pretty the well. Last, uh, I, I spent the last twenty years in Northern California, and I kind of kind of got used to seeing them, and I was thinking I might be able to grow some. No. Yeah, you can in a container. Just yeah, like, yeah. That'll okay, work. I, well, I'll give it a shot. Thank you. Good Thanks, luck. John. Keep us informed. I will. 308-8867. 308-8867. I got a note from uh, uh, Blanco County Joe, or yeah. what did we call him? Uh, Blanco uh, Joe. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Blanco Master County Johnson Master- City Joe. Huh? Johnson City Joe. There you go, Johnson. Yeah, that you, you, you're going to get Joe in trouble. <laughs> well, that's in Black Oak County, so that's true. You close. were okay. I was wrong. Sorry, Joe. I was close. Uh, but anyway, the master gardeners are going to have a, their big uh, gardenscape fundamentals uh, annual event uh, next next Saturday, October the eighth, at uh, in Blanco, Texas, at the Blanco High School which is about a mile west from the town square on the FM Road uh, 1623. The event starts at 9 o'clock. And uh, let's see, they're, they're going to, uh, this year's uh, event is, t- is titled Garden to Table and will feature Cheryl Beasley, author of Garden to Table, uh, Alan Newman, a local bee guy, and I bet he'll have some of that local honey, too. Oh, Lord, that's good. Uh, Jim Meadows, who's going to demonstrate how to install a drip irrigation system. 
and they'll have uh, speakers from the Blanco High School uh, uh, Ag Department. I didn't know Blanco County had a, they got their own Master Gardener chapter? Now? I guess so. They got. Hmm. I think they got one in Fredericksburg. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Well, that'd be interesting. To... Us. I guess they do. Yeah, yeah. Blanco County Master yeah. Gardeners. I'll be done. Yeah, at uh, event begins at 9 a.m. on next Saturday, October 8th, and Cheryl Beasley, author of Garden on Garden to Table, will be, speak at 9:30. Alan the Bee Man will speak at 11:15, and Jim, the irrigation irrigation guy, is going to talk. Jim Meadows is going to talk at 1:30. Uh, uh, so uh, come on, go on out there and see what's going on. Should be fun. Should be learn fun a lot and learn a lot. And uh, I think I think they have a little. Well, I've spoken there before, but I think they have a little. Uh, Kind of a farmer's market, or kind of a what am I trying to think of? In other words, where they're selling local items, craft craft center or something. Craft craft show, craft show. And then they have the the meeting room right behind right behind the craft show there. So uh, go go make plans to go out and see that thing. And uh, got a few questions in. Said. Uh, what blooming do, shrub does well in partial sun? And uh, Forrest writes them back. Uh, Turk's cap. That's true. Nandina. Lantana. Uh, rock rose or Pavonia. Uh, blue plumbago. Shrimp plant. Uh, yeah, Forrest didn't mention shrimp plant. Uh, firebush. And uh, hibiscus. Uh, all of those do well in partial sun. Now, I hope I hope we're not talking about yeah, that's dense shade. That's the the key there. What yeah. the definition of partial is? Cause, yeah, because some of those we we generally recommend full sun yeah, for. Lantana uh, would like for a full sun and uh, I've or, got or partial. Shade. I've got some uh, so seven foot firebush that are started out in full sun. Yeah, ten years ago, but now are in are in. Shade. I describe it as shade, but they're they don't bloom. bloom they got bloom. Yeah, they're they bloom. bloom. They're kind of sparse. You know, not a lot of foliage, but they got blooms enough blooms that you see hummingbirds and butterflies. Oh, okay, in there. that's good. Good to know. Um, we got a question on uh, on tomatoes. I said my neighbor. Has tomato plants that are planted in his yard soil with added compost and fertilizer. The fruit from the plant is partially developed inside. In other words, when he cuts the fruit open, only some of the tomato is ripe and juicy. Other parts of the fruit are underripened and hard. He has not seen any evidence of insects. What could be the cause? Uh, Forrest writes them back, said, If the tomatoes have large black spots on the bottom, Conditioned allowing the plant to get too dry early in the fruit formation is called blossom and rot. That area around the rot will not be edible, can, but can be cut off. If the hard green spots are within the fruit, just under the skin, these spots are caused by stink bugs and leaf-footed bugs. If neither of these identify your, uh, well, 
anyway, that, that was his two guesses. My, my guess is also we got this question uh, after the hot weather. I, I think this tomato is growing in hot weather. And uh, sometimes when it gets extremely hot, you don't, you don't have good pollination. And the seed have to be pollinated uh, before the fruit will develop. So if you ha- have poor pollination for some reason... You only uh, get a partial? You only get a partial huh. de- development of the fruit. Yeah. It, it's ob- it's uh, And, of course, once it, once it done develop the fruit, uh, develop the uh, seed... It will not ripen on that uh-huh. side. Is she waiting to? S- Did you have a question, ma'am? Can we ask your question on the air? All right, then we're going to take a quick break. Hang on. We'll take a quick break and come back in just a moment, and the guys will answer a question off the air. Our number is 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867. More in a moment with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Vick. This is Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And now's the time to head on over to Millburgers for two great reasons with fall in the air. One reason is it's time for planting. And Millburgers has some terrific savings on all your favorite perennials. In the one-gallon container, you'll save over 40%. They're $3.88. And these include all your favorites like Lantana, Plumbago, Salvia, Skullcap, Mexican Petunia, and more. Again, in the one-gallon container, just $3.88. And Right now is the time to save 40% on the best selection of foundation and landscape plants like dwarf yopon hollier, dwarf burford hollier, waxleaf ligustrumer, red tip fetinia at Millburgers in the three gallon container. Now just 11.88. You'll save on Millburgers winterizer lawn fertilizer and much, much more. And Millburgers has all their fall things going on with the maze, the terror train, all the pumpkin patch for pictures and much, much more. Go to Millburger nursery.com for details the podcast page at 930amtheanswer.com has the local programs you might have missed the first time like the Weston Martinez show and God Family and Country Radio with Lance Hoppus local podcast on demand at 930amtheanswer.com Hello, this is Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. As parents, we want to provide the best opportunity for our children to grow and prosper. However, statistics show that half of Americans with children don't have a will in place. Not having a will leaves several questions unanswered. Who will take care of my children? Who will inherit my assets? At Weisinger Law Firm, we help you prepare answers to these questions. We call this peace through planning. Don't leave the most important decisions regarding your family to the state. Call our office today at 210-308-0800. Our first consultation is free, and we will make the process easy. Our office is located just north of San Antonio in historic Selma, Texas. So call me, Charlie Weisinger. The number is 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 for Weisinger Law Firm. Online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R lawfirm.com White Singer Law Firm Peace through planning I'm Lisa Lewis. Join me as we meet some of San Antonio's most intriguing business and community leaders. Sunday morning at 7 on 930 AM The Answer. When it comes to stock market corrections, take this advice. 
Don't get fooled again. People have lost thousands of their retirement savings again. Robin Hoppus with Big State Financial can show you how to move your money into a safe investment with zero risk and a guaranteed return. Tune into the Big State Financial Radio Show Saturdays, 2 p.m. and Mondays, 8 p.m. Or call Robin today, 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000. Or go online to BigStateFinancial.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The first debate is in the books, but many questions remain for debates two and three. It was my opinion that Mr. Trump scored points and won votes in the first 39 minutes of the debate until the issue of birtherism arose. Thereafter, he seemed to lose his footing. The very experienced debater, Secretary Clinton, won the debate in the eyes of most commentators on the strength of that last hour. Lester Holt did a fine job moderating with no untoward interventions such as have marred past debates. Subsequent debates should be devoted to questions on topics not already directly posed to the candidates. 84 million Americans do not need replays of questions already asked and answered on the biggest stage of all by the two candidates. We especially encourage questions to Secretary Clinton on her record at the State Department and to Donald Trump as to what he might have done differently. Moderators would be well advised to copy Mr. Holt's style, but not his questions. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Learn more at townhallreview.com. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. How do you call us with your gardening questions? Just 308-8867. Or like so many folks, if you have kids or grandkids and you want to have a fun day out here, uh, take them over here to Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Let them ride the train. I'm watching some kids in their uh, Is the bouncing thing all still there? I don't know. I didn't hear them talk about the bouncy thing. We'll have to ask. Yeah. Um, but they've got a big Halloween celebration that's going to go on as well. We'll tell you about that more when, as we get a little closer. But I see people walking up the path, and they're going right to the pictures in the pumpkin patch. So uh, it's a good opportunity. To that's also where the train stop is. Oh, that's true. That Maybe they're going to the train stop. I bet you're right. Yeah, but yeah, the good, good news is they get to experience all... All of those things you mentioned uh, on their way, whichever of them that they want to go to. And the flowers, of course, uh, after with Halloween displays and things to buy, after have to remind everybody that it's still still the best nursery around to come and buy your uh, winter flowers yeah. and your winter vegetables. And... Uh, Cyclemen are here already, which is amazing. But um, a lot here of folks here. Here, his voice is kind of dropped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll be they'll be haunting me, haunting me. Yeah, cyclemen are unbelievable for a winter uh, blooming plant in the shade. I mean, they, the blooms are there when you buy them, and they they last until the hot weather comes. And the colors are unbelievable. It's worth it just to come. Come and look at the pumpkins, but also look at those cyclamen. The colors. Uh. So how many have you got in your landscape now, Calvin? <laughs> None yet. None? No cyclamen yet? Let's see. Calvin buys one big thing and then a few each week after that. But if he starts now in October, <laughs> let's see, by Christmas, <laughs> his yard will be beautiful. Oh, it will be just cyclamen city. A, a meadow of cyclamen. How gorgeous that will be! <laughs> they like okay, they like cool they like cool weather. So 
you want to you want to wait as long as you can. But uh, of course, every day you don't plant them, you know, you have to do without them, which is hard to do. Pentas, look at the pentas, look good. So. Yeah. Yep, in fact, all the plants in front of us, which are perennials in the one-gallon container, are on sale uh, for 388 each. And uh, there's a huge selection. Um, got the Blue Plumbago, the Lantana, the Pentas, as Calvin mentioned, uh, and a couple different colors on the Pentas, and uh, Firebush. And uh, if you buy the right one, you can get a butterfly. See the butterfly? Yeah, where is it? Right no, right I see there. it. Oh, yeah. There he goes. I so, think it's a queen. Yeah, looks like a queen. All right, 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Calvin uh, mentioned in in his in his uh, article that uh, by planting winter vegetables such as broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, chard, and kale. And uh, by transplants, and then for, by seed plant lettuce, radish, carrot, turnip, beets, and English pea seed. I can't believe you didn't mention rutabagas in there. <laughs> From seed. I must have. Some editor or reader uh, must have left it off. Oh, okay. Maybe I, maybe I overlooked it. Uh, I went ahead and planted sweet peas this uh, this weekend too. I. I'm hoping that I'll have as good luck as we did last year. Uh, for those of you that have ever grown sweet peas, uh, they're, what a nice cut flower they are and what a fragrant, attractive uh, yeah. bloom. But they're not the easiest ones to grow here because a lot of times it's either too hot or too cold. But yeah. it's worth it. Start planting them now, and if they uh, aren't successful, plant another batch in a couple of weeks and until you get one that... Uh, comes up and starts uh, climbing. And if you want the uh, best long-standing spinach uh, that we've had in this area for years and years, uh, it's coho. And the, the spinach that you buy now in the nurseries is labeled Ashley, but is actually coho. Uh, and that, that will be the case for, next, for the next month. Uh, after that, we're out of seed to uh, to grow coho transplants, and uh, so you'll have to try to find coho seed, which we'll we may talk a little bit more about that later. But uh, the transplants that are available now in the in the mar in the in the market is uh, is coho, and it, it's our longest standing. Uh, there's two butterflies out here on the pentas now. A, bl- a black swallowtail and a whatever that other one is. Queen or other. Yeah. Or a golf fritter, Larry. I think it's queen. But uh, also, uh, when we, uh, Calvin mentioned we're planting seed of lettuce, and we have our free uh, uh, Crawford Crawford lettuce available for right here at Mill Burgers. Just go up to the cash register. Buy the supplies left. Yeah, ask for one one per family. Yeah. And, of course, the key, as we keep reminding everybody, is that you you prepare the soil, and the soil should be moist, and then you just lay the seed on the on top of the, the ground on that prepared soil. Don't right. cover it. Just resist. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, without, you know, 
half the people you know, are, that come back and say, well, it never grew, you, you say, did you cover it? And they say, no, no. And then they say, well, maybe just a little bit I covered it. Yeah, but <laughs> it, needs that, it needs that sun bearing down on it. So yeah. don't and cover it at all. It'll germinate in three days. It'll germinate in three days. And this, this seed, uh, Jack Hoover has uh, tested this seed uh, for germination, so we know if your seed doesn't come up for some reason, you covered it. You covered it. <laughs> uh, you said, oh, but I didn't cover it very much. I, don't cover it at all. It has to see the, the I think, the red spectrum of the of the sun to uh, before it'll germinate. And then three months from now, you'll be wondering, how in the world did I think this lettuce was hard to grow? You know, <laughs> stuff we wanting to to be three feet tall and so if you to go to seed. If you sow it out on a well prepared ground and and uh, you got moisture there, which most of us should have now, uh, you got moisture there and you sow the seed and it's not up in a week. You don't can't see the little bitty plants in a week. You covered it. Now you can cover. You can also cover it if you uh, water with a uh, hose, a hose end, or yeah. Notice I, I didn't yeah. say water it in. Yeah. We said have, have your bed moist when you plant it. So, so lots don't of water them. it in. Uh, that that is we we try to overemphasize the fact that it cannot be covered. Okay. If you cover it, you kill it. Ooh, you covered your killing. That's easy to remember now. That's there you go. free Crawford lettuce seed. And if anybody that watches Steve Brown on KSAT 12 know that uh, Steve has gone, is, is a complete raven maniac convert to <laughs> lettuce. Every play, it follows him around. I'm not even sure he has to plant it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's put, made that lettuce famous. Uh, uh, like I said, that, that that was found by the Men's Garden Club. Uh, one of their Mr. Crawford uh, found it in his father-in-law's garden up in uh, Oklahoma. <coughs> and the neat thing about it, it won't freeze. Uh, I've never seen it freeze as long as we've been fooling with it. So uh, it, it doesn't freeze, and it's a beautiful le- lettuce. It turns. It's a, it's kind of a butter crunch type of smooth eating mm-hmm. lettuce. It's got a little color, color to the leaf. Yeah, it has color to the leaves, especially after it turns and you gave, gold on it. And you, yesterday you gave uh, Jack a real nice, give him, gave him a lot of credit for the continuation. Oh yeah, well if he, if he wasn't putting it in packages, we couldn't have it available at local nurseries. That's Jack Hoover, one of the garden volunteers of South Texas, Absolutely. that does, does all the packaging. I, I haven't got the patience to do that, <laughs> but uh, Jack does them by the thousands. Through, through, through the through the night, I might uh, mention. Jack's out of town, so he's not oh. going to be able to hear. Uh, anyway, uh, Calvin, like I said, he got a good article on um, on feeding the birds, and uh, is that why those squirrels? Rake all that seed out because they're looking for the best seed that they like. You said that they rake it out on the ground. Yeah, if, if you got a mixed seed, yeah, they'll go, it, huh? they'll go after 
corn and uh, sunflower seed. Yeah. And but there's other birds that do the same thing. Sunflower seed. Oh well, that's true too. If you got a mixed seed, and then you've got uh, oh, oh the, the round seed. I can't remember what it's called, but that's usually the filler. Milo. Yeah. That's Milo. Yeah. Then the birds will the birds will eat that, but it's not their first choice. So right. they'll they'll usually go back afterwards if you don't give them any feed. But if they've got if there's sun, sunflower seed within reach, uh, they'll they rather rather eat sunflower seed than than the Milo. Yeah, I I, I uh, feed all sunflower. I've gone to all sunflower. Kevin says another way to discourage the squirrels from dominating your bird feeding effort is to provide safflower safflower seed. Safflower seed, yeah. They don't eat. They don't like that. They don't seem to like that at all. Uh, and it used to be that the English sparrows didn't seem to, but uh, I've noticed now that the English sparrows have learned the ho- the house finches love it, and goldfinches, cardinals, the titmice, and the chickadees, but uh, now the English sparrows have learned to eat it, but uh, squirrels know, and the doves don't seem real fond of it. Uh, so that's that's one to use. It's also a white... A white seed, so uh, if you think sunflower seed is too messy for your patio, you can use the yeah. safflower seed or use the shelled That's what I was thinking to say. They have a shelled sunflower. seed, too. Yeah. Hey, Ginger's on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Ginger. Welcome to Millburgers <laughs> Gardening, South Texas. How are you? Hi, guys. That's me again. I'm hey, fine. how's it How going? are you all today? Okay. Listen, um... I'm the person that, that years ago saved all my seed on Crawford lettuce and dropped it off at Phoenix for you to pick up. Right. Oh, and, wow. Uh, did you, that's me. And one thing I wanted <laughs> to, you, uh... to tell your listeners is when they get the Crawford lettuce going and they have the, the seed head form, drop, them, drop some of the seeds in uh, prepared pots, like a five-gallon pot. Just uh, drop the seeds in there this year after when it goes to seed and leave the pots in the sun. Leave them alone till next fall. They'll come up in the pots. And what's really nice is I gave a pot each to my mother, my mother-in-law, my aunt, the, uh, elderly ladies that, that love salad. But if you go buy a head of lettuce, it's going to go bad. They loved it because they could go out to this pot and get one or two leaves and take it in the house and make a sandwich or make a salad and they have great. lettuce all winter. That's and a great idea. They put it in a pot and leave it. These elderly people love it because they can have fresh lettuce and it doesn't go bad like if you buy it in the store. There you go. And it's cheaper too. Oh yeah. Especially and since it's you can get the, get the seed free. Right. And the taste is so much better. No, oh, yeah. Crawford yeah, lettuce it's, it's, is gorgeous. It's wonderful. <laughs> we thank Mr. and Mrs. Crawford for bringing that to <laughs> San Antonio. Is that what it, what happened? <laughs> I didn't know that. I wondered how you got started with it. Look, I lost the mother. You can back in if you want. Huh? Well, I was talking. Oh, there's Ginger. Hi, Ginger. <laughs> we, we lost you for a sec. Here I am. Oh, good. Okay, we got you back. Did you say you uh, brought that seed to Phoenix? 
Yeah, I called you one year, years ago, and that's I asked right, That's right, that's right, I remember quit, that. You quit advertising it, and you said, well, you ran out of seed. I said, <laughs> you want some of mine? <laughs> so I saved my seed all one uh, season, and I dropped it off over at Fanix. Yeah, Fanix is our... started over. Fanix is our south side seed distributor of Crawford lettuce. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, so uh... They they've got the the free seed over there too. Yeah. Okay. Ginger. Thank you for calling in and giving that. That's a great idea. Thanks, okay, Ginger. Thanks, Jerry. You All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Let's take a break. While we do, why don't you give us a call and be a part of the show? Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Wick. We're live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen zero four at Boulevardy Road, on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And now's the time to head on over to Millburgers for two great reasons with fall on the air. One reason is it's time for planting. And Millburgers has some terrific savings on all your favorite perennials. In the one-gallon container, you'll save over 40%. They're $3.88. And these include all your favorites like Lantana, Plumbago, Salvia, Skullcap, Mexican Petunia, and more. Again, in the one-gallon container, just $3.88. And right now... Now is the time to save 40% on the best selection of foundation and landscape plants like dwarf yopon hollier, dwarf burford hollier, waxleaf ligustrumer, red tip fatinia at Millburgers in the three gallon container. Now just $11.88. You'll save on Millburgers winterizer lawn fertilizer and much, much more. And Millburgers has all their fall things going on with the maze, the terror train, all the pumpkin patch for pictures and much, much more. Go to millburgernursery.com for details. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dale Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Before you invest, read the prospectus in the registration statement and other documents the issuer has filed with the SEC for more complete information about the issuer and this offering. This is a special public announcement for investors. Have you tried to invest during an initial public offering but never got the chance because big banks and private institutions have already scooped up all the stock? Well, now there's an exciting investment opportunity where you can be in on the IPO of a game-changing digital media company listed on NASDAQ, FOTV. FOTV is a group of millennial-focused digital media companies that creates, markets, and distributes live hologram events and premium Hollywood movie content to global audiences via live streaming, virtual reality, and 360. Powered by Holograms USA cutting-edge visual technology. Featured on the Country Music Awards, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and the Coachella Music Festival. Discover a real IPO. Investment opportunity. Invest as little or as much as you want. Call now for your free FOTV prospectus. 800 409 2501. 
800-409-2501. That's 800-409-2501. Proverbs 11.14 says, Where there is no counsel, the people fall. Hi, I'm Edgar Baez from the Baez Law Firm. As a former nurse, I empathize with the injured. I am ready to serve you and fight for you. Because the rest of the verse says, But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. From auto accidents to trucking accidents or company vehicle accidents, we won't collect unless we win your case. Let our family help you and yours. The Bias Law Firm, Auto Accident Attorneys, 210-979-9777. TheBiasLawFirm.com. Shanta Pierce in San Antonio, October 7th. Presented by Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. There's no real ladylike way of describing this, is there? Shonda Pierce, the queen of clean comedy, is back with the Happily Laughter After Tour. We're going to tell you how it really is. Come see Shonda Pierce and special guest Karen Williams and the Happily Laughter After Tour. For details and ticket information, visit AwakeningEvents.com. October 7th at Westover Hills Assembly of God. Sponsored by New Braunfels Christian Academy. Larry Elder warns Donald Trump of more of the same from the debates. I warned you, I told you that uh, these guys are all left-wing. It turned out that Lester Holt asked um, uh, Trump uh, a bunch of follow-up questions. Asked Hillary, I, I don't think any or virtually none. But I told you, this is, this is, how, this is how it is. They're, they're all like that. Trump should be ready for that. His next debate could very well be three against one. And I, and I warned you. The Larry Elder Show, weekdays at 5, right before Jay Sekulow at 7 on 930 AM. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. It's a beautiful afternoon here at Millburgers, and there are lots of folks out here shopping. Uh, it's fun to watch the, uh, if you haven't been here, we sit on the porch and uh, people kind of come by us. we got a, a bird's eye view of everything here, so you can see the baskets of stuff they're getting. What are the pretty purple uh, red? Uh, things that they've yeah, got. Yeah, look at those. I that's, don't know if you can see them or not. Can you see them? Is that flocks? Yeah. Wow, that's gorgeous. Um, Did you see that uh, our co-host spinach person brought us some uh, annual flocks? He said. Right, right. Yeah, he says that that's a plant that we need to use more of. Uh, so. That's we'll go great. Ahead and try it. Yeah. He grew those himself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Saved the seed himself. Yeah. Wow. I guess he had guilty conscience that he he found a different place to to give his co-host spinning. There you go. <laughs> now he's in a wonderful job of preserving and oh, multiplying yeah. that co-host. We spinach. we actually had to send that some of that seed back to the actual breeders of the co-host. They had lost their seed in Arkansas, huh. and so uh, uh, they got in touch with Dr. Stein and uh, Dr. Larry Stein. And uh, we had to send them seed of their own variety back. And uh, Larry said that the the growers, the commercial growers of spinach out in the Winter Garden area, still like and and remember Coho. Oh, that's good. So uh, if you if you and D. Emery used to be a nut over Coho. That's all the only spinach he wanted, you know. And we would tell her, we said, now, D, we, we've tried these other spinaches, you know, we've tested them, and they're actually as good, if not better, than coho. I want coho. You know how D was. I want coho. Okay. 
I was, on I was always on Dee's side. That was the safest. You, be, you better be. That was the safest place yeah, to be. Yeah, you better be. But uh, so that that the spinach is on the market now. Spinach transplants that are on the market now is coho. Um, and uh, uh, like I said, we 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 appreciate all the. Effort that uh, Gerda in Church, Texas, came up with. Uh, she just saved the day with her article on uh, uh, the butterfly vine, the and the seed pod story. And if you if you didn't hear us talking about that earlier, and actually want to see what you can do with those uh, those. Uh, uh, butterfly vine seed butterfly pods. Butterfly vine seed pods, which look like, just look perfectly yeah, like a exactly butterfly. You... And then in, in this picture that's on plantanswers.com that she sent me, uh, you can see one that's painted and one that's not painted side by side. So uh, she's quite an artist and quite a, a patient person. And I was showing it to Trace, and Trace said, she even puts the antennas, the little antennas in there on the butterfly. She doesn't have to do much besides make them uh, pretty. Because <laughs> you're right, the seed pods really do look like butterflies. They, yeah. There's a picture you have with one of her uh, paintings, right her paintings right by the side of the seed yeah. pod. And, well, and, and in a few minutes, I'll see uh, anybody that's heading to the Home and Garden Show. You might want to stop by at the garden stage and I'll be talking about water conservation we'll talk a lot about uh, tough modern roses and old-fashioned roses which are what I want Jerry is my favorite uh, topics because they're good xeriscape plants but they're spectacular bloomers and wonderful in the landscape so oh you gonna do that again today I am yeah what time is your talk three three o'clock yeah you gonna leave early? No, I don't. Didn't have to. I'm, it was a nice straight shot. I got there in plenty of time. Oh, so, good. Okay. So I'll just go at our regular time. And they have, uh, thanks to David's arrangements, they had a nice parking spot. And uh, <laughs> you're getting spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> Not like the good old days where you had to gut it out. You yeah. Know? Where you didn't never knew if you were gonna get a spot. Yeah. And, and how close it would be to the front door. Yeah. That'll make you kind of nervous if you're running just a little bit late. Oh, yeah. Together. Big time. But anyway, if you want to see more about that butterfly vine and the seed pod story, the seed pod story is, is uh, it was in, uh, in uh, Birds and Blooms magazine, and uh, it's at the... At the uh, end of the write-ups on uh, uh, Butterfly Vine and Seed Pod Story, which is on the front page, Topics of the Month, uh, on the right side in, in red. And like I was telling Trace, I, I get the stats of, of what people co- were interested in looking at last week, and 142 people came in there and looked at just that, just that uh, article. Now, the butterfly seeds are are interesting, attractive, but this is this is a, a superior landscape plant too for our oh, area. Yeah. It's good xeriscape plant. The, the, the butterflies love it. Down blooms down all season. A lot of neighborhoods of deer don't eat it. Yeah, uh, right, right. So this this is you know if you're looking for a vine for covering a bad view that doesn't take over, 
You don't. We don't get any reports of trumpet, like on trumpet creeper, right. or queen's crown on this, this vine. So check it out. Did you have a question? Uh, oh, okay. You're just admiring us, are you? Yes, I'm admiring his <laughs> shirt, though. There you go. Are you a Saints fan? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Must, be, that must be a very old shirt. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Doesn't matter. I don't think the Saints are real close to the championship this year so far. Well, you, well, you gotta go there. Nice man wearing a shirt, supporting his team. You gotta go there, man. Hey, the Vikings uh, are three and zero. We gotta. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you too. Thanks, Thanks man. Yeah. All right, 308-8867. What else got there? We got a question in, uh, one of the easy ones. Uh, what is the most effective and safest way to kill Bermuda grass in my beds, which I have most um, mostly their escape plant, Mount Laurel, Russian Sage, Salvia, Lantana. And the forest writes back, uh, you can use any of the over-the-top grass-specific herbicides without harming your ornamentals. They're sold as uh, Ornamex, Post, Vantage, Grass Be Gone, Fusilade, and many others. But uh, did he mention over-the-top? He said over-the-top type. Over-the-top type, but uh, isn't there one? Yeah, there's a brand, yeah, Fertile Loam Over-the-top. Yeah. But uh, the and they all were. They were pretty slick. grass and won't kill any of the other ones. And they... Uh, I don't know if it's my imagination or maybe the weather conditions are right. They're working much faster. Oh, this is, I guess this is ideal. Yeah, and the, gra- the, yeah. the, the, the grass Bermuda, is growing fast. Yeah, the, the weather is perfect, so they're, they're racking pretty quickly. Now, in some, sometimes in the past, we've had to alert people that it's going to take a while. They'll stop growing, but there, there won't be a, any kind of obvious kill for a few weeks. But... Uh, this is the easy way to uh, control Bermuda grass that uh, has a tendency to cover your shrub border and your gardens. Yeah. Uh, somebody wrote in and said, what, what can we put on our blue plumbago plants to get them to bloom a deeper blue? Oh. <laughs> and, uh, plant for, dye? <laughs> for us, right back. The color of the blossoms on your plants will remain that color regardless of what you do. If you want a deeper blue, you'll have to purchase plants with that color of blossom. Until recently, the sky blue and white were the only colors available. However, selections with the darker blue are now on the market. And I, I, I imagine what they're writing about is I see plantings where they've got the darker blue and they also have the lighter blue. I, I guess they've got them mixed up or uh, the, the lighter blue is an older plant, but I think... Most nurseries now sell the darker blue. And you don't recognize the darker blue until you get it in that situation with the lighter one. That becomes pretty obvious that you've got a different color plant. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. We've got uh, Ed on the line. There's your fig, isn't it, Mill? Oh, it's Little Miss Figgy. Yeah. They got one. Hey there, Ed. What's going on? How can we help you? Oh, I've got a couple of questions. Uh, first, uh, I have a trumpet vine in my front yard. Uh, well, two of them, about three inches in diameter. And they sucker and come up in various places, but uh, I don't have too much trouble getting rid of them. 
uh, snip them off or uh, round up them or uh, you can also spray them with urine and that burns off foliage and causes the sprout to die. Um, well, I think I think that's the case if you stay, keep at it. You start from the beginning, keep at it, because it, you know, it's got a, the Trumpet's Creeper has a lot of desirable characteristics, too, but once it gets to be a 25-year-old or 30-year-old vine with a 8-inch stump, it's a little tougher to control. Well, yeah, I've seen some that were like that, and of course, the first rule is you never plant them anywhere near a wooden fence or your house. <laughs> yeah, because they'll take shingles off the house, the siding off the house, and they'll take the fence apart. But yeah, I never that's, saw that's what our anyway, previous caller was complaining about. Yeah, well, I, I never build a wooden fence because they're, as far as I'm concerned, they're too temporary to, to warrant putting any labor into them. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a, another a question. Um, I buy this BT stuff. Uh, mostly the the mosquito control, but I also uh, buy some for caterpillar control. What I've noticed is when they first came out, they gave you a lot of actual BT spores, but now mostly it's just distilled off toxin uh, that BT produces. Is there a reason for that? What was that? I didn't catch that. Uh, he's, 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 well, what, are you saying what it says on the package? Are you, are you reading? Uh, originally, the package would say something like, uh, a minimum of four billion spores. But then now, uh, it's mostly the, just the toxins that they've, you know, distilled off somewhere or another, and it's got very little spores in it. Is there, is there a reason why they've changed that? No, I have no idea. Uh, what, what changed the level of level of active no, a level of spores in the in the product? Oh, oh. Yeah, at one time they were. I, I don't think I've ever read the package that closely. Yeah, I know there's there's quite a bit of variation on how much active ingredient in there, but well, I, even I just took it. The exact same brand and everything. Yeah, you get a lot less spores. Not before, you're just getting the toxin, which, you know, uh, if you have a Optimist. rainfall or something like that and you get that toxin yeah. in there, it'll last for a while and then, it, and then you have to renew it. But if you were able to infect them with uh, actual spores, then, you know, it lasts a long time. Yeah, I'm a, kind of an optimist, and I, I just took it for granted that they had figured out a way to make, make it... Uh, just as effective with less material, but it might be a cost saving and might not be. It well, might be I, I as. I thought maybe it had something to do with, you know, that stuff is pretty much deadly to moths and butterflies or any kind of caterpillars. Maybe they just want to limit the amount of, of how much you can spread around the environment. Hmm. But, but I, you know, no. I get the, the live stuff. No, it's, it's not deadly to moths and butterflies. No, but if it's, it's, it's only deadly. It's only deadly to uh, some some something that ingests it. Right. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Caterpillar. Yeah. 
it kills off the the, the young. Yeah, it kills off the larvae. Kills off the worms, right, the larvae. Right. Let me let me ask you something else. Um, what's the difference, or what what is the published difference between a regular Esperanza and the Gold Star Esperanza? What's the 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 regular Esperanza? Is well, it's the difference in. Uh, Selection, in other words, the plants, well, the plant, the gold star that, blooms a lot, lot better. Well, I, I understand that the gold star is just sort of a, a freak or something that Greg Grant found and all that. I know the history right. of it. Right, right. But if you had two growing side by side, what would the difference be? Bigger, bigger flowers, flowers upright instead of humped over. Right. Uh, bloom from. Bottom to top. Yeah, very small. Uh, so you many more blooms. Um, what else, Jared? Longer blooming season. Probably smaller height uh, yeah. or shorter height. Because yeah. it's blooming. Yeah. I've got, uh, actually, I've got both in my yard still. I thought I had re- destroyed all my uh, orange ones, but I yeah. got an orange one. And, and you can really see. The difference in the bloom size. Oh yeah, and, it's got uh, a big bloom on it. And it's got, and they, they grow much, much taller with fewer blooms, of course. Main, main, mainly the difference is, is the blooms. That's that's what that's what you, and, well, and we've got there, there have been some renegades sold on the market that uh, that bloom sparsely in the spring and and only bloom in the fall. And, and make a tall plant. So we tell people uh, when they're buying them to make sure it's got a gold star tag on it. And in in lieu of that, or even even with that, make sure that the the small plant is full of bloom. Hey, we got to run, bud. Thank you. Three zero eight. Well, we won't give the number again. No. I, I always <laughs> just do that. But hey, we're going to say goodbye for today. But we're Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.